Hello and welcome to the Creative Champs podcast. I'm your host, Kim May, and I'm here to help make your creative journeys easier through the Creative Champs platform. Now I'm recording this from home and at this time of day, there's sometimes some building noises happening in the background. So apologies if you hear any of that. So um, this episode, I wanted to talk about being shy about selling, feeling icky about selling and just the general, the, the dread the uncertainty the that awkward feeling selling is it's it's a part of if you're running a business if you're trying to make a living doing what you enjoy selling is part and parcel 99% of the time if you're one of the 1% where you don't have to sell anything but you're somehow getting money then that's great (laughs) but for the rest of us selling is a massive part of it now I find when you use the word selling it's sort of like it's treated like a leprosy and it's treated like the the bad egg the the word that should not be uttered the s word I just wanted to speak a little bit about just the psychology behind it and because I don't know when I think of selling oh well I guess the way I feel about selling is a little bit different now but When I started freelancing and I started selling my art-based products and things, I felt like selling or sales was a dirty word. This could be to do with the fact that in my old retail jobs, I had to hit KPI targets, I had to sell and I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Oh, could you just go over to that customer there? Make sure that they're all right. Maybe go and offer them this or upsell. Make sure you upsell. But little did I know that those little retail jobs were actually preparing me for when I had to go and, and, and sell things by myself, for myself to make money and to make a living, right? So when I used to think of selling, oh, my cat's meowing, um, I used to just think like, I used to think of the people approaching me in Stratford. You'll be walking and then you'll see them slowly, slowly step their foot out to approach you with a product that you know you're not gonna need or want and it feels icky right it feels really icky and I used to ask myself like how how do they do this how do they do this and face constant rejection every single day I think that plays a massive part in it as well the feeling of dread we get around selling things we worry some of us worry that will be rejected or that will be seen as uh, some sort of snake oil salesman or some some sort of fraud or Contrepreneur, which is a newly coined term that I've discovered through uh, Mike Winnett's YouTube channel. I, I seriously recommend you check his channel out. It's amazing. But yeah, it, it sort of got this connotation, this attachment. I just wanted to just just approach it from a different angle, right? Because over the years, I learned that, do you know what? You're not... If you're providing something that people have expressed a need for, Why do you feel bad about letting people know that you've got that solution available? Like you've got a solution available and you're sharing it. So why do you feel bad about it? Why do you feel bad about it? Why do you feel icky? People need to know. You've got an answer to their problems. You've got uh, some sort of remedy for their pain points. Tell people about it. And I read something that said there's a rule of seven. So people will need to see something at least seven times before they remember it or or something along the lines of you might need to post something seven times for it to reach um reach more people because especially on platforms like Instagram and whatever you might post something at a certain time of day and it will reach like 60 people 
and you might you might have a profile with like 20,000 followers but it might reach <laughs> like 60 people because you posted it at a time where everybody's on the move or everybody's working or you know and then it just gets lost in the ether so then you you'll need to post it again but in different ways so if you're selling something and you're a little bit shy about it present it from a different angle so if you are producing something or selling something that is designed to be inspirational for example you can maybe speak about your inspiration behind creating it maybe you can go into a little bit of detail about the features or how it will help to inspire others or how it could help to inspire others and also if it's like something physical that you can see or something that's designed to improve how something looks then you know you could post it as a mock-up just to give people a picture and an idea of what it would look like in certain situations or certain environments just to build up that picture of how it could be used and the the way it could positively impact people if they purchase it Yes, you have to look at those sort of things. Then you could maybe run polls. You could, there's so many different ways you could go about sharing what you've got to sell, right? So you can sell it it from your perspective in terms of your story or how something like this could help others, how it could help them reach a goal. Yeah, so there's, you know, sometimes it feels like, you might feel like you're bothering people. You might feel like, oh, do you know what, like, they're probably sick of me I get it I still feel like that sometimes but at the end of the day as much as I love producing content videos ebooks kits all the rest of it I'm unable to do that if I don't make an income because this is my only source of income and when I say my only source I mean my source of income comes entirely from my direct actions so I'm not employed by anybody else so if I don't make any money (laughs) through the different streams that I have that I've set up then I'm not going to be able to continue to produce those products and material that is essentially designed to help people out so it has to work kind of hand in hand don't feel bad about making things available to people when it's going to help them so you all you're saying is look you've got an issue yeah I can help you solve it here's a solution. I scratch your back by providing it. You scratch mine by paying me for it. Bish bash bosh. Bob's your uncle, Dave's your dad and Susie's your dog. And and then you could just ride off into the sunset with it, you know? But yeah, I get it. We're a nation of creators, you know? We can be quite sensitive about our art and our practice. And sometimes when you put things out and they don't sell, it can feel really demotivating and it can feel really... Like I saw um, a tweet recently, I can't remember the name, but somebody had basically posted up an art piece and it received 1.7 million um, interactions or something like that. The artist made one sale out of it and the artist was upset because they were saying, well, people were saying that they would buy it and they didn't follow through. And then that just sparked an entire discussion and debate and, you know, so on and so forth, as, as you do on Twitter. And the thing is, sometimes that happens. You might sell something or put something up for sale and it doesn't sell. But that could be for a variety of reasons. Sometimes you have to just sit down and flesh it out. Sometimes they might not have seen it. They might not have the funds. There might not be enough of a demand. They might be emotional spenders. And emotional spenders 
they might want something in the moment so they'll see something and they'll think yeah I really want that when that's available I'm going to buy it and then when it's available they don't buy it because they they don't they're not in the mood they're not in the mood for it anymore maybe at the time that they saw it they felt like it was it was something that would soothe them in that moment and now that they're okay ah uh, I'm not really interested in that anymore at the time I saw that I was in a space where yeah that would have been what I needed then but I don't need it now or it could just be that people just don't they might do you know what it is they might expand the page yeah (laughs) so they might click on the link go to the page they might feel it's too expensive or they might get a closer look at it and think uh I've got questions about the quality I've got questions about the uh, reliability or trustworthiness or it could be anything it could be shipping fees you know it could be the medium that it's presented on it could be the sizing that they don't want it might be too big for their space like my space I don't have space for um too many um large scale prints for example so if somebody if I love somebody's artwork but they've only got large scale sizes available then I'm not gonna buy it because I've got nowhere to put it you know so little things like that so you might want to think about expanding the range of mediums that you present your things on you might want to think about the delivery you might want to change your marketing strategy strategy is a huge thing and I'm still learning about marketing marketing is a oh my gosh it's a minefield it's a completely new world for me personally because I come from a a background where I used to just create things, you know, I would create things, I'd design things, I just do the making. So when it comes to actually marketing, you know, that, that is a very, it's a learning curve. It's a massive learning curve, but hey, we learn new things every single day. You know, at the end of the day, if you know you're producing and providing something of quality, you shouldn't feel ashamed about that. You shouldn't feel ashamed to do that and to let people know that you've got these things available. Now, you might get some people who are coming from a place of, I'll say greed. I'll say greed, I'll say greed. I think that's the only word I can think of to describe it because there's a difference between wanting financial freedom and acquisition of finances through doing what you love and your practice uh, and still maintaining that level of customer care and client care and 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 actually giving a damn about what you're providing for people and just wanted to make a quick buck just wanted to make money just wanted just caring about the 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 pound signs but not really caring about what you're providing for your clients and your customers because uh along with there being an influx of online businesses that have blossomed and absolutely bloomed in this period there have been an or there has also been an influx of unscrupulous um practices and people being fleeced people being charged exorbitant amounts of money for very little in return very poor customer care very poor very poor interactions and just general just crap like people are charging money for courses that are just dubious you know there's no learning objectives sorry that's my belly no learning objectives not actionable steps preying on people who are quite vulnerable in this time some people are facing a lot of 
uh, financial difficulties, you know, because they, they've been made redundant during the, the, the pandemic or they might have just been facing a lot of um, additional responsibilities and things that they might not have had to before because things are different now, you know? And with that comes a massive degree of uncertainty. And with that comes financial anxiety. And financial anxiety is what a lot of these rogue course providers and coaches are preying on. And I'm just talking about the rogues here. I'm not talking about the genuine coaches who actually give a damn about improving the quality of their clients' lives or their practices or their businesses. I'm talking about the ones who are specifically preying on the vulnerability of people and it's turned out to be the case where it's mostly cis women that are being targeted you know uh, and being preyed upon oh you know you can make half a million in 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 lockdown i did i made half a million in two weeks i'm going to show you how to do it too if you just pay me like 500 pound a month yeah i have no coaching experience yeah I have no proven experience of this ever working for me before, but I'm going to show you how to keep doing it. You know, and that's the problem is that a lot of people will manage to do something one time and then feel like they're experts in that and then spin people a yarn. Especially when they've got larger followings, it's a lot easier for people to do this. It's a lot easier for people to claim that they can help people or bring people out of certain situations when they've only been able to achieve that once sometimes not even at all sometimes they're able to pretend that they've achieved the things that they're proclaiming that they can help you do and then people will fall for it because of the their persona their following because when they have large followings genuinely large followings it's very easy for them to feign social proof very easy you know you can buy you can buy um affiliation or or, um, reviews from Forbes I only found that out recently actually don't quote me on that but I did I did read that I did read that in a few articles you can look it up and you know what I'm not going to present this as fact but I am going to say that this is what I have read okay that you can buy slots on Forbes you can buy press releases you can buy um uh, oh, oh, that was another thing. You can also fake your way to the Amazon bestsellers list. Mike Winnett, again, and n- mentioning him, Mike Winnett has a video about this where he literally published a book on Amazon with no page. There was nothing in the pages. It was empty pages, right? And he got on the bestsellers. He got on the bestsellers list. Okay, he reached number one, and in the video he was he said that only sixty people, I think it was about sixty people, only sixty people bought the book for like ninety nine pence, and it was number one. Like, listen, there are a lot of things, there are a lot of tricks and trades and things. So I understand that there could be a degree of that that also makes selling feel icky because there are so many people out here who are disingenuous who are greedy who don't care about the service and quality that they provide to clients they just care about their income and they don't care about anything else they just care about fattening their pockets those people make it difficult for everybody else because they saturate the market and they make it a little bit harder to detect 
who is genuine and who is not that's why i always maintain you know what the the quality and the value of your content will surpass you that will be what will gain trust or garner trust from people that will be what will make people want to come back the repeat clients because people like that they'll get the client one time and the client will not want to return once they pay their money and in exchange for their money they get rubbish in return they're not going to want to spend money with them again so they're shooting themselves in the foot now if they come across somebody like yourselves yeah because i i'm just assuming that everyone listening to this is a a a legend okay right you're all champ if they come across somebody like you who's producing quality content they're going to want to go back the people with the repeat clients are the ones who will go further and that's just the bottom line The bottom line is the ones who secure the repeat custom are the ones who are more likely, let me reword it, more likely to go further because people know that with you, they're getting quality and people know that you genuinely give a damn and that's the difference and people will recognize that. You can definitely tell the difference over time. Sometimes they play a good game at reeling you in, but then once you're in and you realize what's actually going on, ah, then you'll know where where your um, eggs are. What's the saying? you'll know where your eggs are, I don't know, you get what I'm trying to say, but anyway, (laughs) yeah, I just wanted to round it off by saying, you know what, if at the end of the day, you are consciously trying to provide value and quality to your clients and your customers and your audience, don't stress yourself out about how you might look when you are presenting things that will help them with their problems, you're providing things to have a, to make a positive impact on people's lives and you have every right to share that share it let people know about it shout out from the rooftops and if you're a bit conscious about speaking about the same thing over and over again present it in different ways use different formats use videos use reels use um well reels is kind of doubling up with videos use text yeah you can use scenarios use your own stories testimonials do test runs. There's lots of different ways that you can present the um, information that's available or the the products that are available. Produce mock-ups, yeah? There are different ways that you can approach it, but just don't feel bad about selling. And because you know what? Sometimes we actually want what you're selling. We need what you're selling sometimes. And we're not going to know about it if you don't share it. All right. So that's all I've got time for on this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll speak to you same time next week. All right. Take care.